0: Good morning, Glenn.
1: Hey, Mikey, great to be here again. Special, special, special day.
2: Indeed, indeed. We have Bonus a table. Day. Yeah, table for 3 today. That's awesome. Yeah. Bonus drop. Serving up uh two black coffees and what's what what for you, Lindsay? A latte latte?
3: No, refresher. Oh,
2: refresher. A refresher, yeah. nice. All right. Refresher.
1: Lindsay, welcome, welcome.
2: Yeah. Great to have you.
1: Thank great you,
3: thank you. you. My pleasure to be here.
2: mikey's Spying. Yeah, every day. It seems that way every day. Every day I ask Glenn, are you buying today? And he says, no, I only got 100 on me. (laughs) (laughs) Can't break the 100. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, known Linz uh, from around the rooms and uh, has a very inspiring story. And, you know, I was telling my daughter that uh, Linz was going to be on the podcast. And my daughter looked at me and she says, Dad, what do you even know what a podcast is? I said, yeah, honey, I'm not that old. Yeah, I think your mom's even. Um, in
1: fact, we we probably have five thousand listens from your mom. Yep, my mom's the top <laughs> downloader. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, Lynn's great to have you here this morning. Uh, as Glenn uh, likes to say, we break up the sessions and uh, and talk about our experience a little bit, our s- strength, kind of what we learned, uh, what tools we picked up along the way, and then hope you know what what is life like now. And and uh, you've shared your story so many times in the rooms and snippets and. And uh, it's just so inspiring. It, you just, you work the program and the program works for you. So, so grateful to have you here this morning.
3: Thank you for having me. Um, so, yeah, my experience. Um, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic household, um, but a very loving alcoholic household. Never went without, you know, the love of my parents, the love of my extended family. I got two brothers, two sisters. And, you know, um, I was very blessed just growing up in the household that I did that, um, I was exposed to the 12 steps of this program at a very young age at about 12 and, um, in Alateen, mm-hmm. which is for children of, um, alcoholics
2: mm-hmm.
3: and, um, you know, just being in Alateen didn't stop me from picking up that first drink, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was always in me. I had, I truly believe it was always in me, you know, always wanted to be like that alcoholic, you know, he was a person that I looked up to <clears throat> and, Um, so I didn't really drink throughout high school very much. Um, you know, wasn't a big partier, was an athlete. Um, but when I got to college, that was, it was all downhill from there. Took
2: the the gloves off. huh? Yep.
3: I did. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't party. Mm -hmm. I was a very isolatory drinker. Really? You know, from the get go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I think I just drank to change the way that I felt. Mm. You know, and I didn't enjoy doing it. I knew what I was doing was wrong because I always had in the back of my mind the 12 steps of this program. Mm -hmm. I always had in the back of my mind the Serenity Prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, so I knew what I was doing was not good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was doing it anyways, and I didn't know how to stop. And, um, you know, the progression of this disease just got worse and worse. And it wasn't until I was um, 26 that it really, you know, I fell flat on my ass. And, um, but getting there, it was a lot of treacherous roads, you know? Right. Um, the ups and the downs, the, you know, I got married, got divorced. Um, at a, I got, at a very young age, um, he was my drinking buddy, mm. you know, which wasn't a good thing. And, um, you know, I was drinking all day long before work, at work, after work. You know, you name it, I did it. And my family, as supportive as they were, um, you know, I, just, I, from a young age, struggled with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And um, as, as supportive as they were, I was kind of that sensitive one. So nobody really wanted to bust don't, me out. They
2: didn't want to tread into that. Yeah. yeah didn't want to rattle the cage. Exactly. Right. They just
3: thought, she's alive. She's, she's doing, she's working. You know, she's living. She's she must be She's okay. kind of doing the right thing. Right. She must be all right but they knew something was going on. So it wasn't until I truly reached out and said I'm done. I I got problems. I I can't do this that I went into detox.
2: Mm-hmm. Was there a, was there a moment that, like was there this, this Yeah, that's a question I always yeah, like to know. Right? I mean,
1: was there was there a specific moment um Where you I mean, knew. not that you we were really digging the drunk logs but
3: There w- there was. There was. And it was it's pretty embarrassing moment I was working um, with children, and I brought alcohol to work. And before I could pick up that drink, I called my dad mm. and said, I need help. Yeah. And immediately, he picked me up, brought me home, packed up, and took me to detox.
2: And that was it? You were, re- you were quote was, unquote, you were ready? Oh,
3: I was ready. Right. I was so ready.
2: Right, okay. So so now you're now you're in rehab and and now it's now it's time to start learning how to live a sober life. Yeah. Tell me about tell me about some of the tools you learned along the way.
3: I learned a lot of tools. Um just picked up a lot of tools from rehab, um from the people in rehab, what what I wanted and what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. You know, the um therapy because you went through therapy in rehab. Okay. You know, they introduced you to yoga, they introduced you to You know, where I went, um, it was a series of churches Hmm. that they took you to. So it was, you know, one one week you'd go to a Christian church. Mm -hmm. The next week you'd go to a Baptist church. And kind of just all around, you know, the area. And um, so it really helped me branch out and gave me options. Mm -hmm. Because my life was so limited before that. I was just stuck on that. Mm -hmm. And this one little highway, this one little path, this one-way road that I was traveling down, and I didn't know that there were forks in the road. And every mm-hmm. time I'd see a fork, I'd be too terrified to take the fork. Mm-hmm. And um, so it gave me options. It gave me physical options. It gave me mental options. It gave me spiritual options. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really, that was what I learned in rehab, was that there were options out there. There were forks in the road that I could take.
1: Right. <laughs> so how long ago was was the uh, rehab?
3: 11 years ago. Well. 11 years ago, and I came into the program at that point.
1: And things have been perfect since? Nope.
3: Uh, nope. Far from it. Far from it. I've had my share of relapses. I've had my share of slips and my ups and downs. You know, I've had, I've gone on periods of four years of sobriety to four minutes of sobriety. Wow. And, um, you know, that's a struggle because when you go from having a lot of time and then you fall and you feel like you can't get back up. It's the people in this program that help you get back up. And that's one thing that I never stopped doing was I never stopped coming to meetings.
2: Yeah, you know, I've I've witnessed that myself, and and per, perseverance comes to my mind when I think about Lindsay, and and it's just uh, that, and and also your your attitude of learning. I I've seen sat across the table from you, and I've seen your big book, and I think you've highlighted and underlined so many stuff, <laughs> so much stuff that that you know it, it, it's unlegible. I don't know the how you read undermined. it. I think you have it memorized or something. I don't know. So yeah. So, so, so what
1: happens, right? After four years, I mean, I, I, I love to dig in on these stories. At four years of sobriety and working the program and in the program, what happens that you pick up that drink?
3: I didn't know how to live life on life's terms. I hadn't quite um, accepted um, that things weren't going to be perfect because for that four years, things were pretty darn great. Mm-hmm. But I was in that pink cloud. You know, and that's it, a long pink cloud. It was a long pink cloud, and I loved it. I did. I, I ate it up. But um, life happened, and life on life's terms happens. And, um, you know, that was going through my divorce. And um, I didn't think that, I knew that if I picked up a drink, I wouldn't be able to stop. There was no doubt about it. I knew that from the get go. It wasn't like, let me have one, let me have two, and you know. um, I'll just become a social drinker. Let me just feel my way through here. No, I hit it and I hit it hard and I hit it purposely to stop feeling the way that I felt.
2: Mm-hmm. To escape. Yep. Right. Right. Did you uh, Did you go to a meeting the day you started drinking?
3: Yeah, I, I did. You did. I did.
2: So, but you had a purposeful plan. Yep. Uh, you knew what you You knew the road you were going to head down. Yeah,
3: I went to a meeting that day. And um, it just so happened that my friends threw a party for me. It was my birthday, mm-hmm. and they threw a party for me, on my thirtieth birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, I—that was when I gave—I threw all,
2: threw it all threw away, threw it all away. But but did you? Because you had all that years of knowledge, and I truly
3: believe yes. that I never gave up any you, of that knowledge. That's
2: right, exactly. So when you came back, you didn't come back at at square one. Nope. You, you came back a little more prepared. And
3: I hit it a lot harder when I came back and my mind was more focused. And like you said, my big book is underlined, highlighted, folded over pages. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I came back, it was truly, you know, I dove into the big book. I dove in with, you know, into the deep end with mm-hmm. two feet head mm-hmm. first, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so,
1: so a couple things. One is... Um, no, my mind just went blank. <laughs> so Mike, Mike's going to want to edit yeah, this out.
2: Yeah, right. Um, no. so, the, so the big book, the big book is important. Following the, the uh, elements of the big books. Absolutely. What what are some of the other key attributes to your program that that you're finding success with today?
3: The principles.
2: The principles.
3: The principles are such a huge aspect of my program because that shows me. It tells me how to live life the way that. I want to live life and you know working the first my first 12 steps of this program really taught me how to it really taught me who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It didn't get me to where I wanted to be and the person that I wanted to be, but it taught me it gave me the knowledge of who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And then working the steps over again was just that little bit of extra oomph to say, "All right, well I don't want to be this person, but what do I want to be?"
2: Right. You know, it's you know, so interesting. Last, uh, when we did our series on the steps, we talked about step 12, and, and I, I reflected that coming into the program, I, I really didn't know what a principle was. My life wasn't guided by principles, but. You know, as we walk through the steps and, and we looked at princi- principles like honesty and accepting and patience and integrity and humility, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. You know, it's like these, I hear what you're saying now. They they kind of, they guide me. They're the filter. What, is that honest? Is that is that courageous? Is that, you know, is that, am I being willing? Am I being forgiving? These are principles that guide me. And, and, yep. and yeah. the
3: way that I lived when I was drinking was completely against those principles. Right the dishonesty, the, you know, unaccountability towards others, you know, I didn't show people that I loved them, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just in an experience where, you know, um, somebody that I really care about very deeply was bit in the ass by this disease, and um, it was a huge eye-opening experience for me, and it really set me on a different path that I'm so grateful that I'm on, and, um, but... The key is that I truly care about this person. Right. When I was drinking, I couldn't truly care about mm. anybody. I was so selfish, yeah. you know? And so it's just, the principles have definitely played a role in my life to change, you know, my approach mm-hmm. to things, mm-hmm. you know, not just in the program, but outside of the program too, with my family, with my friends.
2: Right. In all your affairs.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, key You know, a key concept is, you know, what I heard, Lindsay, is that you're trying to escape, you know, and now you're learning how to live a life that you don't have to escape from.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, you you know, know, my life ain't perfect by any means. By any means. You know, I have my ups and my downs and, you know, some of them are higher and some of them are lower than others. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know that I can get through it, you know, one day at a time, you know, one moment at a time. Mm -hmm. I can get through it with a prayer and a phone call. You know, yesterday, I didn't hit a meeting yesterday, which is the rarest. And, um, but I hung out with an alcoholic, mm-hmm. a fellow alcoholic. I read, you know, twice as many daily readings as I do mm-hmm. because I knew I wasn't going to be able to hit a meeting. So I doubled up in the morning mm-hmm. to get that, just to get my fill, to fill my cup.
2: Right, right.
3: You know, because that's what I need to do on a daily basis to keep myself sober.
2: It's interesting. Glenn loves to say he does 22, 23 things every day to 23 be now. 23, 24 <laughs> now. Um, so so you, have a, you have a cadre of things that you... That yep. you do every day, just to make sure you're you can accept life on life's terms.
3: Yeah, yeah, and sometimes they don't go as planned. Right. You know, and that's just life. You know, like right. I said, sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. Sometimes I don't get a hold of another alcoholic. Mm-hmm. No matter how many I call, people are busy. Mm-hmm. People are at meetings. People are doing their own thing. They have their families. So you
2: go into your inventory and pick up a ne- the next tool. Exactly. Nice.
1: Yeah, I'm certainly here. A lot of action steps here. You know, it's not just sitting back thinking about it; it's actually doing things. You know, to you know, it's a, a term that that we talk about a lot is you know suffer better through through life. You know, when 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 life happens.
3: Yeah, I love that term.
2: Yeah, I should have a little bell for the for the person we're quoting. Ding
1: ding ding. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I told my wife. I said, "Yeah," I said, "I'm I'm really learning how to suffer better." She looked at me and she goes, "You don't suffer." Uh, and I'm like, "But." But that's key because yeah. Sometimes in my own head, my own head trash. Yeah, I'm suffering. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's
3: totally true. You know, to each his own.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that, Lindsay. To yep. each their
2: own. Yep. Suffering has their own definition. Yep. That's right. So, so here's the part, the segment I love because we kind of segue into hope here, and uh, you know, if if, if we were a, a video podcast, you'd see this big smile on Lindsay's face. She's got the best smile in the world, and. Uh, so let's talk about life now. Let's talk about, uh, and again, you said it's not perfect, and it's still going to throw you some curveballs. But, but overall, I think you said when we were walking into the coffee shop that you know the promises as as red are coming through to you. Absolutely, so, yeah. they are.
3: They're they are in a big way you know and you know it doesn't just go back to the promises that you find in the big book and then throughout the big book not just the nine-step promises you mm. find them there's like 196 promises in the mm. big book um something like that
1: wait i didn't i didn't know that I'll yeah have to, uh, i have a
3: list of them i can I, I want to see the list because
1: there's 194 them, defects so let's, yeah let's put,
2: let's put those in the uh, yeah, in the resource that. center yeah,
1: yeah. definitely yeah.
3: definitely Com- i've sober. got sober. the list copy. at home okay right, right at my desk and um so, yeah, so, but these promises are coming true, not just the nine-step promises, you know, um, promises that I didn't th- think would come true in my life, mm-hmm. you know, things that I had, you know, either given up on or just said, you know, this isn't going to happen for me, but that's okay. And I found acceptance in it.
2: Mm-hmm. And then boom, it happens.
3: And then boom, it happens. Yeah. You know, and what a blessing it is, you yeah. know, and they, when they catch you off guard is sometimes the best, the best time.
2: Yeah. You know, we had, because uh, <laughs> it's all about me, I harken back, I, I worked at the exchange, uh, commodity exchange for a couple of years, and uh, I would come into work and and almost inevitably, once a week, they would have what they call an out trade, which is, which is a trade that happened that you were unaware of. And and all of a sudden, they're telling you that you lost money, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it always happened. It always happened. And every, every week, I'd get a loser, loser, loser. And then one week, I walked in and they said, yeah, I've got an out trade for you. I said, oh, perfect. What's this going to cost me? <laughs> and it was like a big gain and I'm like it was a mistake went in my favor I'm like how did that happen <laughs> you know so but it's yeah, funny how the brain's wired though it's right it's funny yeah. how the brain's wired that you think that you you begin to accept like you said I begin to accept that every week I'd get a bad out trade and it'd be against me against me against me but sometimes life uh, and 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 if you're
1: doing the, you a curve ball
3: so and you hit it, it out of why, the park you
2: hit the right thing yeah that's right
1: so what do you have upcoming that that could be touted as one of the promises Oh,
2: boy.
3: Oh, um,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. That's why
3: I'm drinking refreshers and no coffee today, no because coffee. I am expecting. That's oh, so cool. Um, my boyfriend, who is another recovering alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, very blessed to have him in my life. We are very excited to say that we are expecting a little baby boy.
2: Oh, oh that's amazing. So you already know the... I uh, yep. uh, oh, Couldn't true. wait.
3: I couldn't wait. Are Surprise you going to name
2: thing. him Bill W? Or I'm just <laughs>
1: <Close>. <laughs>
3: we, we're thinking Landon.
2: Okay. Landon's close to William <laughs> W., right? Glenn
1: is a great name. I love it. Lindsay, that's awesome, man that's just you know i I, I continue to be amazed at how this program works, and, and as I say, it's a dial from faith to fact, you know mm-hmm. and and hey, sometimes I learn facts in my own life, but I really learn from hearing other people's stories, and I watch you in the rooms and I watch your your glow, and I am so happy for you for you and
2: Glenn. That's really
1: cool. Yeah the by air. the way, you
2: glowed before yeah. <laughs> It's not like all I'm of a sudden saying, you're glow. A glow. Yeah, it's the new glow. Right. Yeah. And I just want to close out by saying we'd love to have coffee with you again because Absolutely. part of the part of what we want to do moving forward is just kind of dig into things that we've heard around the rooms, these little nuggets of of things that we've heard that make so much sense. And and every every time I have a coffee with somebody or sitting in a room and have a cup of coffee, if you pay attention and you got a pen in your hand, it's amazing what'll come out. Ways to improve Life, you know, it, it's just amazing. So this we love it. It was
3: just like having coffee with girlfriends. And yeah. I get something out of it. You know what I mean? I've
2: never, I've never been accused of being a girlfriend before <laughs> in all my years. You're my girlfriend, Mikey. Oh, stop it! Not <laughs> Lindsay. Thanks so much for being Lindsay, here today. Awesome. It was thanks awesome. Thanks for jumping in. Yeah. Congratulations. You're going to come back.
3: Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Love hearing about the promises.
2: Excellent. Thanks. Congratulations. Thanks. All right. Take care. All right. Talk to you guys.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.